This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. You are the ones that make this all happen. And boy, oh boy, we couldn't be happier, happier about that. Impeachment.fy.com slash says who. Dot F says who. Dot com slash blue apron. Get 25 free boxes by entering the code impeachment.fy. It's going to be a long episode. Hey, it's Maureen. Ooh, there goes that big ass sailboat again. Uh, I'm at the beach where I'm reading. My vacation is reading. People are like, what are you doing on vacation? I read. Uh, and it's awesome. You should read books. It's I can't recommend it enough, honestly. You want to restore your sanity? Read some books. And if you want, you could read uh, Truly Devious, Truly Devious series, which is Truly Devious, The Hand on the Wall. Oops. Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stare, then The Hand on the Wall. I should know this. I wrote them. They're available now. It's a mystery trilogy. You could, it will definitely get you out of the current reality. Pace it out. You'll have a couple of days completely reality free. Books. Oh, let's Maureen, leave. Are you talking about New York Times bestselling series, the Truly Devious series? Dan, I'm not only talking about that, but I'm also talking about the USA Today best-selling series. It it actually was it, it 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 actually was both. That's awesome! Congratulations. Well, it's thanks to everybody that got a copy and read it. So, thank you. Dot FYI, you miss I'll never that, don't you? I'll never quit it. <laughs> well, eventually, I'll have something with that domain again. I'm sure. Oh, Dan, trust me. The next one is probably only a couple days around the corner. Gulag.com or whatever it is that we're going towards. (laughs) Oh, no. Hey, Dan. You ready? Hey. Um. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm. I think I'm ready. Are, I don't. Do you, can you are hear, you? Can you hear the surf crashing in the background now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, that sounds. That sounds sounds nice. I'm sounds looking at nice. I am literally sitting in a bed right now because the way that the Wi-Fi and the and being able to plug in the computer, I'm in bed, legs stretched out. I'm looking at at just above my feet is the view of Caribbean blue water and a sailboat gently. Twisting like around on the on the water and um Sounds sounds nice. And you your your week probably pretty stressful, terrible, you know, busy normal. busy week, but mm. ended it at Disneyland and, and it was it was great. Hmm? I know. I don't I don't know what this feeling is, Maureen. Uh but is it, do we have coronavirus? Could, I don't, I'm not coughing or anything. So maybe, I don't think it's that. Well, you don't know. Maybe that's how it starts. It's just, you feel kind of, uh, whatever this is. Uh, what was that? Ha? Huh? 
It's a weird feeling. It's like my chest is warm, but in not in a Bernie way. Hmm. Well, I'm sure this will last. Sure, I hope so. It feels kind of... What is the word? Goo? Goo? Good. Duh. Let, let's talk about the news. Uh, it went away. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson, or as I'm calling myself today, Beachy Jim. Whoa, and I am Dan Sinker, or as I'm calling myself forever, Dan Sinker. Right. Dan? <sighs> you are not in New York City, Maureen. Nope. Dan, Where are I am you? in Antigua. Antigua. Mm -hmm. That's a place in the world. It is. It's in the Caribbean. And it is. Man, the beaches here are. Okay, here's the thing. The place we're staying at is is lovely. It's we have been here twice before. The last time we were here, we got stuck. There was a major snowstorm and we got stuck here for four extra days. So my last memories of this place are just spending it trying to get on the phone to get a flight, any seat on any flight out. Yeah. Um, here, okay, I'm going to be real honest about this place, Dan. There is a yeah. vaguely, gently geriatric vibe about it. Just a touch. <laughs> just a smooch. Okay. But you're, I like don't in, you're like in a resort? Yes. Like, a, like an elderly resort. No, it's not that. It's it's just adults only. But the uh I th we were trying we were speculating on why we were at the lower we're not we're not completely alone here in our age group, but we are in the minority. And we were trying to figure out why that is. And I we guessed it was a number of things. One, no children are allowed here. Yeah. So that's going to eliminate gonna cut out a bunch. Also, it is February. Right. And that is when we take our vacation. Because I have trouble with the winter, so we decided we got our one week off a year. We're going to sp take that week in February um, to get out of the winter gloom for a little bit. So not everybody could travel in February. We Oscar arranged his vacation time. We took our, take our week in February or January. And uh, maybe a lot of kids are in school, so people aren't vacationing in January. They're vacationing in the summer. Now, here's the thing, though, Dan. We don't hate it because <laughs> all we want to do, and actually, as I'm saying this, some people kind of more our age or a slightly resentful looking younger person is walking down the beach because um, we just want to swim and read and play the five board games that we stashed in our luggage in peace. And we don't want anybody to talk to us. <laughs> You're set. We dragged. There's a big table in our room. That's so there's like sliding doors towards the beach, and then there's like a big kind of coffee table on the lower level. And uh -huh. the first day I opened up the the front the French doors and I dragged this massive coffee table out onto the little patio. 
So I started moving yeah. the furniture. So we have a board game table sitting on our little patio. Oh, that's nice. I know. So that's nice. Uh, Probably the, you know, the restaurant is empty by 630. You're set. I mean, last night we went to eat at 830 at the at the one at the very lovely end of the beach and it was deserted it was like literally yeah. only us it's just you're and, only you're the only one still awake oh i i don't hate it at all it That's is awesome ideal it's the ideal is read for an hour swim for an hour read for an hour swim for an hour read for an hour swim for an hour yoga read for an hour swim you are for an living hour. the life you are living it it's all i want Oh, Look, that's nice. We, I, we don't want to hear any bands. They do have a band, but they're very like, they're not a pain in the ass. And they right. and we are so far down the beach that we can't even hear them. Um, but we you, just we, we just want to be left alone, Dan, to do very boring you, things. You've got it all figured out, Maureen Johnson. Is, is that wrong? No, this is right. Seems right to me. It turns Seems out Seems that- right to me. Why did I have to, I, and I do have a serious question for this week, which is, why did I have to go this far just to sit and, I said, I can't swim at home. And I love to swim. Swimming is one of my favorite things in the world. But just to read? Like, <laughs> I, I'm confused by this. Um, but I realized that, so I've been leaving my phone this is the first time I've taken out the computer. I only brought the computer for this. And I've been trying to leave the phone behind. Yeah. And the difference that makes is so consequential. Um, Because I kept saying I wanted to get my concentration back this year. And on my phone last night, I was reading an article by uh, they, an MIT, I think it was, a, or it was an MIT study, some professor there's a bunch of students weren't doing well in his class. And he said, for an experiment, for a grade, I want you to give me your phones for nine days. And so for nine days, these students were without their phones. Whoa. And they started reporting the results of feeling, at first they felt unconnected and then they felt more connected. And just the basic things we all kind of already know about what phones and connectivity are, are doing to us. Yeah. Anyway, Dan. I'm meandering well, a bit. Well, we are going to put a hard stop to that, Maureen. Let's talk about the news. What about you, Dan? You went to Disney World. Let's save that for a little bit later. I think here's my suggestion, Maureen. Let's power through the bullshit and then circle back to joy. All right. How's that sound? I'm putting a pillow on my abdomen. Because the computer was getting hot. Because Dan, and I am in a swimsuit. <laughs> of course you are. And it's a little bikini, and my laptop was on my abdomen. I was like, "Yeah, that's hot." I just imagine we're gonna finish recording, gonna hit stop. You're just flinging that laptop aside and just cannonballing straight into a pool. Uh, yeah. That sounds right. I took that's one. Good. They. They have bikes that you can use to go around the property. And I took one yesterday, a little cruiser. And uh, as I was barreling along, I went to slow down. And uh, the cruiser has no brakes. No brakes. It's got coaster brakes, right? Nope. 
what? No handle brakes, no backwards brakes, nothing. I went to oh. test for brakes. There were no brakes. And I was like, <laughs> how does this end? And I, w- I was barefoot. In the, in the sea. Because I was trying to, you know, I was I had slide on shoes. So it was safer for me to pedal barefoot. Yeah. And I was riding on a gravel road. Okay. So, so basically, the only way I could slide down, slow down was by dragging my feet a little bit. Oh, boy. So I did manage to success. I just kind of let it slow down a little bit. And then I kind of went with my feet to kind of walk, 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 walk it down. But uh, I, I one lesson is test for brakes before you go barreling down the road and go, oh, you know, brakes on this uh, cruiser bike. Well, if that's not a metaphor, I don't know what is. I don't but know John what Bolton's is either. back, Maureen. Don't you dare. John Bolton is back. He gave a talk at Duke University yesterday. John Bolton, for those of you that have managed to miss this, former uh, former ambassador to the UN, mustachioed, most recently national security advisor to Donald Trump, uh, quit this summer because somehow, even though he is a major war hawk, he was... He was outraged at what he witnessed, uh, could have spoken up during any point of the impeachment process and didn't has a book coming out. The uh, the sheer. The fact that it exists almost changed the outcome of the impeachment process, but uh, didn't. And now he's starting his press bullshit, his junket. Uh, He gave a talk at Duke University yesterday. When asked about the July 25th Ukraine call between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky, he responded, Maureen Johnson, you'll love chapter 14. Dan, I am an author. I work in publishing and it is wrong to pirate books. It's stealing. It takes away from others' profits. It makes it hard to continue the publishing industry in general. It it really does uh, impact us in a huge way and makes it impossible for a lot of times for new books to come out. Uh, that being said, pirate this motherfucker's book, give him nothing. Um, take every, take every cent away from him and also anyone that, um, helped facilitate this book coming out in this particular case. It is good to punish them because this motherfucker, I mean, (sighs) He was already a bad man for a lot of reasons. He was a war, oh, yeah. I mean, he was a crazy mustachioed war hawk. He he did a lot of terrible things. He joined a terrible administration. He quit and uh instead of doing anything that was right, anything that was useful, anything that was of service, anything that could help instead of testifying, instead of doing anything. He wrote a book and uh, this guy we, he cannot go fuck himself more. He can fuck himself right off into the sun. Take everything from this man. Sounds right. Steal the book. Uh, Steal his book if you want to know what chapter 14 says. Steal Uh, the book. Wait a day and you'll know. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to read it. Some some reporter will read it and then you can just read the summary. Definitely don't bother with it yeah don't give him any time any credit um 
if you see the book, obviously, if it's an ind- independent bookstore, leave it alone. It's fine. Uh, but if you see it like um, in an airport, I don't know. Um, Do some creative e- reshelving. Eat it. You can just eat it, maybe. Um, uh, yeah. Move creative reshelving it. Section. Yeah. Uh, move it to. Um, yeah, what's a section in the airport bookstore that no one wants? Because those are very carefully curated little spaces. Philosophy? Yeah. Is there are there philosophy sections in There's airport probably. bookstores? There might be like wow. a little tiny one, but it'll be like Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah, that's true. It'll be pop psych stuff. Uh, I don't I the his book it'll in theory Marianne- comes out in a month. It'll be Marianne Williamson. (laughs) (laughs) Has she officially dropped out yet? Yes. Has she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she suspended her campaign. Okay. I know she laid everyone off, but I I wasn't sure if she had actually officially dropped out. Uh, That's a real shame. That was a real... It's going to be so... Something to look back on if we have history um, to uh, remark that she was she was in this campaign. Speaking of terrible people, Maureen, mm. I'm sorry. Just look out the window for a second. Is there like a dolphin or something? Uh, there is a, a very ominous looking long black boat uh, freighter. Yeah. Oh. Very ominous looking freighter. Well, correct. Because uh, our next order of business is that noted White House white supremacist Stephen Miller got married this weekend, Maureen. Oh, that's nice. At Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel, because of course he did. Of course. And Maureen, I want to turn your attention to our notes because mm-hmm. I need you to narrate a photograph that has been put into our notes. I'm going to expand this for a second. <sighs> first of all, all right, what I'm looking at, it is a photograph of a ballroom, very close up of a ballroom stage at a wedding. The the stage itself is it's white with gold trim and it looks like something out of a casino, the kind of color yeah. scheme in general. It's not, it's not tasteful. It's like what? Uh, yeah. There gaudy. are, it's gaudy. It's fake Versailles. Yes. It's, uh, uh, so, and there's a band on the stage you can really you see the drummer and you see the the bassist and what looks like some secret service people standing in the corner and center stage is a late stage elvis impersonator yes um he's got the white he looks a little young for late stage elvis but he's got the white jumpsuit on and the big wrestler belt and things like that and he's singing and right the only couple you see right up by the stage is see i saw this photo last night without context i didn't know who it was of and i thought it was of putin 
um, because I was looking at it on my phone and it was it was very small. And I was like, why is Putin dancing to Elvis? Um, and a uh, a woman, she's wearing a very um, a white dress. It's a it's like a it's a tight cut wedding dress, uh, form fitting. And she's she's smiling and laughing into this guy's face like she's having a wonderful time. Um, and it is. Um, it doesn't look real, Dan. It looks like all of the elements in this photo have been cut out of other things in a weird right, Photoshop way- job and put together in a kind of terrible hall of mirrors. Yeah, it definitely looks like the two figures in the foreground are cut out. But Maureen, who is who is the smiling groom in this photo? Uh did you I mean it's it's Stephen Miller. It is Stephen Miller. Not Putin. <laughs> Definitely not Putin. 34 year old going on 56 year old Stephen Miller. He looks like how he's 34 year old going on Mr. Burns. Yeah, it is. It is between Stephen Miller and Lev Parnas. You realize that evil really ages you in a way that is not good. Yeah. But yeah, Stephen Miller gets married at Trump's D.C. hotel. And they have an Elvis impersonator. As the band. Classy. The whole thing is just real classy. They're just classy people. I don't want him to have any fun ever. Oh, no. No, No. I mean, I just, I'm angry that he's ever happy. Yeah, that sounds right. Seems entirely fair. He, well, then, uh, that said, he's having fun in just pure. He has no taste. So there's that. The people, it doesn't matter, Dan. They're, they're still yeah. happy. God damn it. Well, is that the only thing that's happening, Dan? Well, speaking of classy things, Maureen, uh, Trump drove his limo around the Daytona 500 track. Again, Dan, I am reminded of the time that in 30 Rock that subway hero Dennis Duffy teamed up with the Stanley Cup to fight illiteracy. Like everything is, <laughs> everything is that. Uh, the best thing is, is they also did a flyby of the Daytona 500 and somehow Trump's campaign manager, Brad Parscale, uh, or Parscale, I don't know how you fucking pronounce I don't care. Doesn't I don't fucking care. matter. Uh, he posted a photo of Air Force One sort of looming up from the stands of uh, the Daytona 500 and was like, posted something like, name me a more epic photo or some shit like that. And then it turned out that was from 2004 and it was George W. Bush's plane because literally nothing can be done without a lie involved. So that's cool. Dan, I'm looking above the edge of my computer at the Caribbean again. 
That's the good. various stages of the water's color, the aquamarine color. Oh, these adorable little tropical birds that are. I'm trying to really, aside from this, when I'm done this, I'm shutting the computer down because this is it for me this week. This is what I've got. At, I tell a lie. I am going on one writer's retreat where I will be working. And wow. therefore, what? You're going on a writer's retreat in Antigua? No, in Mexico. Whoa, oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, no, in Vermont. No, Mexico. Look, Dan, nice. it's, yes, it's in Puerto Vallarta. It's actually going to be like another, it's on a beach. You know how like the time I recorded from Jamaica and I was, when I yeah. told, uh, I said Kelly and Conway could beat my entire ass, that, that was from, shouted in a room in Jamaica. Yes, I, I know. I'm just saying, I'm trying to store up sun, nature, positivity, anything I can. I'm trying to appreciate every second of it because I know what this year is. Yeah. And I want to be thankful um, for every single part of it. When Oscar and I were swimming yesterday, um, he dove underwater and he brought me a rock because um, I liked I collect rocks on vacation. Shut up. I'm the person that takes rocks on vacation. I could bring them home. <laughs> and this particular was a piece of coral that had various shells embedded in it. And I was so happy with this rock that I swam all the way down the beach with it and brought it back to the room. And he was like, I didn't, I thought you'd like the rock. I didn't think you'd get that excited about the rock. And I was like, this is my favorite rock ever. And I put it down and I cleaned it off and I put it down and I smiled at it. I was so happy with this rock. Now, what I'm saying is anything you've got that you can, uh, any moment you can recharge, if you can, do it, hold on to it. And I'm, I always feel guilty for enjoying myself. Um, I don't feel that I have the right to go on vacation. I think it's bad. And I feel guilty. And um, Oscar being European is like, why? And I'm like, because I should be not doing this. I don't deserve it. Do you do this at all, Dan? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think that it is hard. I think that it's hard to enjoy things right now. Certainly knowing what's, you know, that other people need things. I'm like, but you know, it's, yeah, I, I'm struggling with it, Dan, but I, I mean, it's, but I go away this one week a year and I'm trying to remember that it's the right thing to do. It might have something to do with our being American as well. That we're, yes. um, oh, without well, a doubt, the no, American we're, work ethic is incompatible with vacation for sure. And that we're um, not supposed to. Or at least wants you to think that you are. Right. Um, well, store it up, Maureen, because the Nevada caucuses are on Saturday. And they are already gearing up to be another shit show of a caucus. They were supposed to use the same app that the Iowa caucuses used and uh, have decided that they aren't doing that. Quickly built a Google form instead, uh, but apparently haven't trained anyone on it. So everyone is. You know, excuse me. You know, it's did you just, just say? It's, did you just say Google form? I did say a Google form. I don't 
disagree with the idea of using a Google form. If all you are doing is submitting numbers into a central location, it's not the worst idea in the world. I thought you were saying that's how voting would happen. No, no. Just (laughs) the reporting from the caucus. That's why I was a I was a little worried. No, 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 no. Same same deal with Iowa. Right. The Iowa caucuses, the app was just there to report the results of the like gymnasium Mm -hmm. uh, final numbers uh, and then tally them up. So then that's all they really need. And it it, I I actually think that a Google form is a fine way of doing that. Um, But probably building it a week ahead of time, not testing it and not training anyone on it is maybe not the way to do it. I have a question. Okay. Only one. Uh, let's start with one. Okay. Why, why don't they call in the numbers to somewhere? That's a good question. I don't I, like all of these places have the way they've done it before available to them but they seem dead set on rocketing forward with poorly thought through plans instead which i mean game respect game that's my general mo but i'm also (laughs) not running i am not running caucuses for fucking entire states i'm just doing my own bullshit And also, Maureen, there's another debate. When? It's tonight. What? Well, it's it's tonight as of when this episode comes out. It's Wednesday night. I am not. Dan, you know what I'll be doing tomorrow night right before that debate? Riding a whale? No, I'm going out on a boat with a guy named Captain Steve. (laughs) That's close. Maybe his boat's called the whale. We we Captain Steve, where he's taking you. Uh, Captain Steve, it's one of those things where you get a half a day on a boat and they take you to a nice, you get your snorkel and then you get in the water and you look at the fish and then I think we're going to go to a place where we can see a turtle and a stingray. That is amazing. I'm psyched as hell. Captain Steve. Dan, I... Have you met Captain Steve? I have met Captain Steve. Is he everything that he should be? He's a guy. He has a boat. Um, he takes out four people. He takes you out for four hours. This one's going to go to the south side of the island to a nice calm place. Dan, I love the the Caribbean Sea with a passion I can barely describe. And at the same time, I am also fearful, respectfully fearful of the water and slightly scared of fish. And I also love snorkeling. And I'm terrified when the fish come up to me. And I love it. Um, and the <laughs> most terrifying snorkeling uh uh experience i've ever had aside from that time that i thought i saw a scary eel that turned out to be a stick and i swam away leaving my friend for dead um was the time (laughs) also we saw a lionfish he's like there's a lionfish it's incredibly poisonous and i swam away leaving my friend for dead was the time we um snorkeled over a shipwreck and that was spooky it was too spooky that was too eerie um seeing i have always had a fascination with underwater archaeologists buried like uh, submerged cities as a kid i used to stare at pictures of of uh, archaeology finds underwater i was fascinated with pompeii i was fascinated with things that were under things a 
a, an obsession that continues to this day when I write obsessively write books in which there are tunnels and things buried under other things. It has always been a thing. Um, but the looking at the shipwreck was too, it's too eerie. Um, yeah. But I, uh, so whenever the fish come up to me, I scream like a little tiny girl. And, like, a fish. and, um, and then I really like it as well. Um, and frequently I'm freaked out by stuff that turns out to be my own hair. Um, <laughs> Dan, I am talking about this because I will not be watching the debates. How many debates are there going to be? 400? Is that the correct number? Mm -hmm. Or I think this is 399. So we're at least 400 is isn't is at least. And is our own personal Democratic Darth Vader Michael Bloomberg going to be in this one? I, you know what? I'm unclear because I refuse to learn. You know, Dan, the recent rise of Michael Bloomberg, um, he's just going to keep coming up more and more, isn't he? Isn't he, Dan? Yeah, he's got that kind of money. He's got, sorry, I had to move a chair into my vicinity. Uh, he has that kind of money that he can just keep showing up. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to. No, you Dan. talking about snorkeling? No, Dan. We have to. Is that the, we, the, is that the sea? Was that just the? That was just the sound of a, a wave crashing, wasn't it? Here, I'll give it. Did you hear that? I couldn't hear that, but I, I did hear you. like a swishing behind that, you at one that point. That swishing is the sea, Dan, and um, Michael Bloomberg. A guy who basically wandered into their, you know, that song, You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Yeah. And there's a line, you walked into the party like you were walking into a yacht. Your hat was strategically dipped over one eye. You know, like just the guy who walks in like he fucking owns the place. Yeah. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. That feels like. Michael Bloomberg, like he just wandered in with his fuck you money, was like, I don't need to debate. I don't need to do shit. I'm just here. He's got 2000 staffers. Yeah. 2000. Damn. I don't want to talk about him. Nobody. There are no native Michael Bloomberg supporters. There are only no. staff members. Michael Bloomberg. They're only staff members and and frightened people. And I don't need to give either of them the fucking time of day. Maureen Johnson, I refuse to fucking participate in that because you are staring out on the ocean. Dan. I have the last remnants of glow of being at Disneyland this fucking Dan. Saturday. I don't Dan. I don't need to give any of it to Michael Bloomberg. Dan, there is every what? chance in the world he's gonna be the nominee. Stop it. What are you doing? I know. Just shut I, your mouth right now. Look at that fucking sea. I will say that when I was back in Philly, there was a family friend who was like, I don't know, maybe I've been hearing things about this Michael Bloomberg. And I almost jumped across the table and grabbed them by the lapels and said, you must never vote for Michael Bloomberg. It doesn't matter what happens. I'm not saying vote for Trump. I'm saying in this primary, do not support no. Michael no. Bloomberg. Well, what no. if it what is a what if our choices are Bloomberg or Trump, Dan? Just stop it. What are you doing? You're on fake. Stop it right now. God damn if, it. But Dan, stop it. 
Dan. No. No. Dan. Stop it. Dan, this is our job. Dan. Daniel. Dan. Oh, wait. We got to talk about it. That's no, really, I think, we don't. That's the story of the week, Dan. No, it's not. The story of the week is that I went to fucking Disneyland with Akilah Hughes and it was the fucking greatest thing in the world and you can't take that away by bringing up Michael fucking Bloomberg. He's going to end up in the debate, Dan. He's already got... Stop it! 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 He's stop buying it. commercials. Stop it. Did you see stuff in LA for him? What are you doing? What are you, you doing? I'm asking you a question, Look at Dan. our notes! The notes say, let's double down on fucking joy this week. And Uh instead, you're bringing up Michael Bloomberg. What are you doing? Because we have to. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm doing my job as a says who person. God damn it. Don't do that. I'm trying to cope with it in a safe place. Oh, God. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. Did you see stuff from Michael Bloomberg in L.A.? Yes or no? Everywhere. Everywhere in California. Uh Uh-huh. Everywhere, because he has fucking bought every goddamn storefront there is to fucking have campaign offices in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because California is his beachhead. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this in California, don't fucking vote for that dude! Mm Mm-hmm. Damn it, Maureen. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I was in a good mood. I need to bring up Michael fucking Bloomberg. God damn it. Damn it. You have to choose, Dan. It's gonna talk to you about Disneyland. I have Dan, like you have to I'm gonna make you choose notes. right now. Are you ready? What are Bloom- you making me choose? Bloomberg or you Biden? Are the worst. Bloomberg or Biden. What the fuck are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to everyone? Let's see, what are you doing? You're in fucking Antigua. Mm-hmm. No. So what are you doing? You have to pick one. I'm biting by a mile, but fuck you. God mm-hmm. damn it. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Hi, Dan. It's me. Oh, God damn it. I wanted you Just to. stop a- it. Admit you love my man. Yeah, you picked my God, man. That's right. I don't. Oh, more you made the right choice. Damn it, Amy Carter's shoe. It's me. That's me, Dan. <sighs> I've got a plan to get everyone by my man. It's the worst. This is the. Worst. I love him. I was gonna have so much fun on this episode. Uh huh. <sighs> I'm gonna have so much fun too, Dan. Working for my man. <sighs> Just finish your thing. Now you admit it that you love you him. To say, Amy Just shoe. like me. I don't. Just stop it. You said you liked my man. Just you said you would go for my man, my man Joe Biden. <sighs> Me and Corn Pop out there working for the man. He likes to have people rubbing the hair on his legs. Can I just interrupt for a second to say that mm-hmm. uh, me and my family were watching, uh, were watching. Uh, wrestling last night and there was a, a match that was a street fight which means you can use weapons and things <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the one of the women in it was uh, suddenly pulled a length of chain out from underneath the ring and wrapped it around her arm and I went that's just like Joe Biden and corn pop Christ oh Dan 
So anyway, Michael, at some point we're going to be having God, showdowns just, just between. Stop it! Fuck you! God damn it! Michael Bloomberg, <sighs> Mayor Pete. I Joe have all Biden. these notes. I was going to tell you about the new Dole Whip that they have. I was going to talk to you about like the fucking new Star Wars ride. And now here we are. Mm -hmm. How is it that the person that's looking out on the fucking Caribbean Sea right now is the mm -hmm. one bringing all this fucking down? Well, I kind of lifted up my computer a little bit. So now I can just see sort of the fronds of a palm tree and <sighs> these notes. Because it's real, Dan, because we have to talk about the fact that it is mid-February. This election is in November and Michael Bloomberg is. OK, Dan, the other night, the first night that it's we were the here, worst. I quit the first night I was here. I had a dream. It was one of those things where you oh, no. wake up early in the morning to like it's like an uh, 45 minutes before you're actually going to wake up and you have to like you kind of get a little restless and then you go back to sleep and you go into a super deep sleep all of a sudden. And I had this very vivid dream that Oscar and I were walking on the beach and first we saw like a billion dolphins. And I was like, look at all those motherfucking dolphins. And it was cool. And then he went to take a shower and he was in this little shower room and I had to go down a couple steps and there was a vestibule with a big square window in it. And the water level came like, I guess it was partially underwater, this window and it because it had a, a line of water halfway and I was admiring it. And then materializing just out of the top of the water was a shark fin. So basically my dream materialized the poster for Jaws and it literally the shark fin came up and I went, what? That happens? That's a shark. And then I was looking at it and then it then the rest of the shark materialized under, under the water and it turned towards me very slowly. And in the dream, I had the realization that the shark was there and it was going to come through the window at me and eat me. And I went to move and my legs had turned to rubber. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. And Oscar was just up this like four steps or so in the shower. And I was trying to shark, shark, shark. I just needed him to like pull me up there, but I kept saying shark, shark. And he's in the shower like, doo, 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 doo. he's not paying any attention to the world. And I'm like, shark, 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 shark. As it was coming for me down, I saw it. First, it looked just like a picture and a poster, and then the poster turned real, and it was a shark, and it was coming through this glass, through like if you can imagine television or any kind of other screen. It was coming for me, Dan, and it was going to eat me, and it was a shark. And anyway, Dan, I'm saying that's a little bit what Michael Bloomberg was like. First, it's just a dumbass picture, but then it actually turns into a shark that's going to eat you, and I'm yelling shark, 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 shark. And you're like, do, 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 do. But it's coming, Dan, and you got to face it. And he was out there. He was surrounding Disneyland with his little, with his little vote for me. I'm rich. Oh my God, you're fucking evil. No, Dan. I'm saying we have to be aware so that we can stop the Mike Bloomberg's. Because it says Hoovians, they already know. They're trying to cope with it right now, and that's what we're here to do: help them cope. They're like, help us cope with Michael Bloomberg, and I'm here. To say we got gotcha. you. I'm not. I'm not. Dan is not here. He's do 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 in the shower. I'm going shark, 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 shark. Empty, just an empty husk of a person now. That guy has unlimited dollars. He could buy the moon. Because as he said, unlike Trump, he's actually rich. Dan, are you doing your breathing exercises? 
in through the nose. Did you go to Disneyland this week? Out through, I did. I was all excited to talk about it, but now I got nothing. Now I'm just a little no, no, husk man. No, I want you to. No, it was fine. It was really, it was, you know, it was a lot did of fun. Did you have the dole whip? It was great. Whip. I saw the picture of the dole whip. It has some red on it. Maureen Johnson. Okay. What was on the dole right. whip? Let me just, okay. So come on, so, what was on the dole before whip? Before we even get to the dole whip. <clears throat> so I went to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, I go to Disney World. Disneyland is in L.A. Disney World is in Florida. In Disneyland, they have built essentially an entire eating establishment dedicated to Dole Whips called the Tropical Hideaway. It is nestled behind the Enchanted Tiki Room where birds sing, robot birds sing songs to you and along runs along the dock for the Jungle Cruise. So there are Jungle Cruise boats pulling in and out of port. Uh, you know, there is an actual robot bird on the dock that tells jokes. And then they sell Dole Whips and then they also sell bows and egg rolls. Mm. So you can actually get food. You can get Tasty. Dole Whips. The Dole Whips. So not only do they have traditional pineapple Dole Whip, they have a bunch of different flavored Dole Whips, raspberry, mango, mm. one or two others. You can get swirls of those. Nice. But then they also, Maureen, they sell a couple of Dole Whips with stuff on top and 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 things like that. And I got a chili mango pineapple Dole Whip. Fuck yes. And Maureen Johnson, it was fucking life changing. It was a swirl of mango and pineapple Dole Whip. But then it had chamoy sauce on it, which is like a um, it is a Mexican sauce that is uh, pickled fruit and chili. What? And so it is sweet and sour. And uh, oh and God. then it had uh, tagine seasoning on it. And then what? it was just piled high with cubed mango and cubed Jesus. pineapple and cubed cucumbers. What? And it was fucking life-changing it was the greatest thing i have ever eaten and you're sitting in in what is like disneyland is a real like disneyland on a weekend is a real crowded ass place and yet somehow this eating area is a little bit tucked away you're away from the crowd it actually feels like both akila and i were like jesus we should have brought laptops and just worked here or something (laughs) Uh, like it is genuinely relaxing and nice and you are eating the fucking greatest thing i have ever eaten oh my god so good what if you lived in la and then like for example i work from home like i lived in la and then I just bought a pass to Disneyland and then literally yeah. took my laptop into Disneyland yeah. and worked in Disneyland every day. I wonder if they would not let you whip a laptop out. But otherwise, it, Why would it they is. Bother? So that was sort of like so. So I went to Disneyland very early. I got out of my hotel at 6 a.m. I was through the lines by 745 in the morning and uh, and ready. The park opened at eight in the morning. Right. So uh, and Akila came like midday. So I kind of had the morning to just sort of run around and do shit. And Akila came by the time Akila came, the crowds were just bananas. Like even the shitty rides were like an hour long wait. And the good rides were like fucking two hours or more. 
And um, so we just sort of like walked around and like fucking talked about our jobs and like gave each other fucking career advice. And it was it was actually great. It was like, oh God. at one point we sat on a fucking at a fucking picnic table in Cars Land eating churros for like an hour, like fixing our fucking career shit. It was great. That's like the, my dream come true. Like those three things combined. It was just perfect. I can't believe this is happening. It was, Maureen, it was a remarkable day. Mm -hmm. uh, so part of the reason I got there so early was to try to get a boarding group for the new Star Wars ride. Not the Millennium Falcon ride, but the one that's like bananas, right? Um, and... Uh, and I got a boarding group, but it was like a backup boarding group. By the time Akila came, it still hadn't been called. Um, and so finally she came. She had all sorts of problems with her ticket and went. And so we had to like go out of the park to kind of sort out the ticket situation because she had. I, I don't quite know how, but wires had gotten crossed. She had bought the wrong ticket and spent a lot of money for it and all of that. She the first thing like first good thing was like the person at the ticket booth was like oh yeah that's wrong well here let's get your annual pass upgraded and like all this shit and suddenly she was like holy shit now i'm like able to come whatever and it was amazing and then like pretty much right after that my boarding group got called and that ride is like literally you hit a button on the app at 8 a.m and by 801 all of the tickets are sold out for it right or or given away for it it's like you have like a one minute window with which to maybe get on the ride and if you don't then you don't and um and i was like shit this ride just opened up you know like fuck she was like it's cool i'll just like hold your stuff and you go ride it and meet up with me and i was like well let's go find out if maybe we can get you on and we fucking talked her onto the ride which was oh amazing God. Um, the ride itself was incredible. The best part is it's sort of like a ride in two parts. And the, we got through the first part and then the ride broke down. And so we got to be walked out through the back of the whole ride and all the shit, which for me was like, this is amazing. Look at all these fake rocks that you can see the backs of. And oh, look at that. There's an audio animatronic that you can see the butt and all of its weird like electronics hanging out of it. Um, and it also meant we got to ride the ride a second time and actually do the entire thing, which when it ended, we were both like sitting there in stunned silence and Akila turns and went, I feel like I'm a better person now. That's how good a ride it was. After that ride, we were like, oh, let's go back into California Adventure. Let's go to the cars ride. But like lines were insane. So like we didn't really ride many rides. Uh, we show up, it's like a two hour wait for the ride. We're like, ah, you know what? And then the, we start turning around and one of the people is like, you know what? You two are so cute. Why don't you go through the fast pass line? So then we got to fucking ride that shit. Then we, it was like almost time for the fireworks. So we went back into Disneyland and there were like just people everywhere. It's so crowded. I can't even underscore how crowded it was. And we were confused. We asked like a family, like, is there a parade? Is there fireworks? What's going on? They were like, we don't know. And we were like, okay, cool. So then we went and asked somebody that actually works there. And they were like, oh yeah, it's fireworks. Is it nine? And then they were like, follow me. And so we followed her and she led us into this like roped off area with fucking benches, like right outside the castle. And we just got to like chill and watch fireworks from a goddamn bench. It was the best, Maureen. It was the best. 
And then once that was done, everyone had already gone home. And so then we could just ride all the dumbass rides like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and have a fun time. But uh, it was an amazing day. You know what I'm thinking about right now, Dad. And now you're fucking rubbing Michael ass Bloom. You're thinking Michael Bloomberg because you're a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, Dan. God damn it. Shark. Stop it. Just stop it. Just give me a give me this. I just want this. I don't have a lot, Maureen. You do? I don't have a lot. I just have this. You have cute kids? All I have. All I have is this one day at Disneyland, which was entirely paid for by tips from impeachment.fyi. It was like the celebrate post impeachment mm-hmm. celebration at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's the thing, Maureen. I remember eons ago in a mm-hmm. whole nother lifetime when we started says who mm-hmm. all the way back then when we were children. Yes. I remember you saying, Trump isn't allowed to steal our joy. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Neither is fucking Michael Bloomberg. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get Disneyland. I get I get my trip to Disneyland. God damn Mm -hmm. it. God Mm -hmm. damn it. God damn it. I'm not saying anything, Dad. You are, though. Just in your voice. It's there. There's a fucking billionaire hanging out on your fucking Mm -hmm. vocal cords. Nope. He bought your goddamn vocal cords. What are you talking about? I it's just paranoid, this Dan. Voice. You just okay? This voice. Are you no, okay? No, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Damn it! Here I tell you this great little story, and you're just like Bloomberg. Boo, boo, boo. Dan, look at your like, beard. Wow, what incredible! Relax. Look at your Disney beard. Magic. What a great thing. What an amazing thing to be rejuvenated by the Disney magic. And oh, how were the fireworks? And oh, man, was it nice hanging out with Akila and blah blah blah. No, instead you're just all Michael Bloomberg. Hmm. How many offices did you see? Like four million. Mm-hmm. It's like every other store. It was like, so it was uh, avocado toast places, weed yeah. dispensaries, wellness places, yeah, wellness weed places, crystal shops, and Michael Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, expensive, sh- expensive sneaker stores, and then Michael mm-hmm. Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. Anyway, yep. says who is made possible by you by through Bloomberg. your support of our Patreon. That's no, right. It's not. Our, newest, our newest sponsor. God damn it. No, Michael, it is Michael not. Bloomberg. You take those words out of your goddamn mouth right now. No. What if he became and, a Patreon backer? Oh, we don't have a million no. dollar level. God damn it. Boy, no. what are we going to have to send him? says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Also he not loves, bought by loves, Michael Bloomberg. He loves no, Michael Bloomberg, God Ted Leo. damn it. You are the worst. <laughs> our logo is designed by Darth. Michael Bloomberg. We love you, Darth. <laughs> You can contact us at says who Michael podcast Bloomberg on Twitter. Bloomberg you can e- <laughs> stop it. You can email at hey that is H-E-Y at says who podcast.com. 
Join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Tiller. Can I tell you a quick Facebook group story, Maureen? Sure. Janice yesterday was like, you need to see this. And there's a says Whovian in the Facebook group who's like, for my says who you, I broke the rules a little bit because I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos. But I watched a lot of YouTube videos in order to teach myself how to throw a shot put. And I entered myself into a, like, you know, adults track and field competition. And he had video from his award-winning shot put throw. That's amazing. How amazing is that? That's going to be an official uh, sport when Michael Bloomberg is president. Stop it right now. God, <laughs> don't do this. Oh, anyway, you too can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Spread the word about says who. Subscribe. And Michael Bloomberg, and leave- our no! sponsor. And please <laughs> Damn it, please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, February 26th, for our next episode. <laughs> where you'll be back in New York and you'll wish that you had not fucking ruined your goddamn time in the Caribbean thinking about Michael fucking Bloomberg, the former mayor of your goddamn city, by the way. Thanks a lot. I know What's that's New York why brought I, us lately that we're thankful for fucking Donald Trump, Michael Bloomberg, Rudy Giuliani you and your fucking city. God, damn Rudy it. Giuliani. Also, yeah. Jesus Michael, Christ. Michael all of you. Cohen, Jared. All Kushner. of you in New York should just shut the fuck up and think about what you've done. Dan, as soon as we finish recording, I'm slamming this this computer shut and going into the sea to swim because I had to wait to swim today to do this. And you, my friend, are going to keep thinking about Michael Bloomberg all goddamn day for me. You're going to it's you're going to be floating and it's just going to be there because you put it there and you're going to be like, why did I do that to myself? Dan had mm. such a nice little story about Disneyland and it didn't even matter because all I did no. was talk about Michael Bloomberg. D- and why did I do that? You're I just gave just you floating the there. Paw. You're going to feel the salt in your mouth and you're going to be like, God, I just feel terrible. Mm. Feel terrible the- about it. I'm going to get a like DM from you in like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And you're going to be like, you know what? I'm so sorry I did that. You had such a nice mm-hmm. little story about a nice little time. And I'm so mm-hmm. sorry that I've fucking ruined it. Mm-hmm. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. <laughs> From uh, a place where the ocean meets the sky, mm-hmm. the sand meets the sea, and, and Michael Bloomberg is a just a just somebody you want to want to think about, and uh, he probably owns one of the ships that's fucking go. There was a mega yacht that was that was parked outside, and we spent a lot of time trying to figure out who owned the fucking mega yacht. Um, and maybe it was Michael Bloomberg. Anyway, um, from the beach. I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. Don't sound so bitter, Dan. I'm bitter. I had this whole nice story planned. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't even think about Michael Bloomberg when I put I know. these notes together. And now I know his name us. wasn't even in there, was it? No, it wasn't. It was only in your goddamn cursed mouth. 
I'm going to go swim now. See you later.